Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 374. On Now You Know. And I want to thank Delete Me for sponsoring this episode. Ugh, not again. I mean, I feel like I'm getting more and more spam calls and texts. Well, I don't hardly get any. Are you serious? I mean, I got one from Joe Biden the other day. Really? I don't, That's I don't know if he's really texting me. Um, yeah, I have so many different spam messages. Um, I'm so glad that I signed up for Delete Me because Delete Me experts find and remove your personal information from online sources, including but not limited to things like where you live, your social security number, where you work, your work and home phone numbers. Um, there are so many risks when it comes to your online data. So when I search your name, Jesse, look at this. What? I mean, this is high school cross country times. They yeah. have my cr high school cross country times. I was not very good at running. Uh, uh, not to mention like all of your personal information there. I have an engineering award that I got in high school that I don't really care if anyone could find that information about. That's ooh, and then there's all of my just current personal information. That's great. So once I started using Delete Me, I no longer see this information about me when I search for myself online. Delete Me will help keep your personal info private and reduce risk from identity theft, credit card fraud, stalking, cybersecurity threats, executive and employee harassment, and unwanted communications in general. Sign up for Delete Me at joindeleteme.com and use our code NYK20 to get 20% off. Thanks to Delete Me again for sponsoring this episode. All right, so on Halloween, Elon and Joe Rogan had a treat they delivered to us when and Elon appeared on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And Elon tweeted, Joe Rogan shatters an arrow on the Cybertruck that would easily go through a normal car. Yeah, so Joe asked Elon about the Cybertruck being bulletproof, and Elon told him all about how they had shot a 45 Tommy gun at the doors. Joe then wondered how it would hold up against his 80-pound hunting bow. He said, can I try it with an arrow? And Elon said, yeah, it'll be fine. But Joe wasn't so sure, because he talked about how sharp the arrow tips are that he uses and how fast the arrow travels, like 350 feet per second. And Elon said, well, maybe I'll drive back with an arrow sticking out of my car. And Joe Rogan replied, I bet I can get it in there. And Elon said, I'll bet you can't. I'll bet you a dollar. So they went to the Cybertruck and Joe fired his arrow and it barely dented the Cybertruck. So I guess Elon won the $1 bet, huh? I guess so. This was excellent publicity. Millions of people have watched this and it's created an increased interest on YouTube, for instance, in the search term Cybertruck. Um, I think that a lot of people kind of knew about Cybertruck or knew it was some crazy thing. But now that it's in Joe Rogan's, you know, garage and he shot an arrow at it, I think it's become real. 
And, you know, when people complain about advertising, and I'm guilty of it too, where I'm like, man, I wish Tesla would advertise. This is the cheapest, most effective form of advertising you could possibly do. Yeah, because all they have to pay for is getting the dent out of the car. (laughs) You're reaching the perfect audience of people who watch Joe Rogan, lots of them buy trucks. Now they see Joe Rogan impressed with a truck that Joe Rogan got to just out of the blue, get to shoot with his hunting bow, which is supposed to kill an elk. And now he's able to, I mean, basically bounced off of the truck. Yeah. I just wish that uh, maybe they'd been a little bit safer in that environment. Because did you see the, <laughs> you didn't the like head? The, you didn't like the head of the arrow flying just, off a shrapnel? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was scary. That was a little scary. I hope that Elon's security team had him like completely surrounded. Uh, I don't think that I don't think they did. And wow. I think that that's kind of badass. But at the same time, I don't want anybody want to get hurt an arrow sticking out i of mean head. i don't want joe rogan with an arrow sticking out of his head either no. i want everyone to be safe but you know i get it you have to you have to prove stuff well bob it's time again for who's adding next this week well who hasn't added next bob i mean we already reported on automakers aptera fisker rivian ford gm hyundai kia genesis honda jaguar lexus toyota mercedes-benz mini bmw nissan polestar volvo and rolls royce along with bp chargepoint electrify america So who's left? Well, this week it's Subaru, which is now adding the Tesla charging port to their EVs. They say starting in 2025. What EV is that, Bob? Does Subaru even have an EV model? Of course, Bob. Don't you remember the Subaru Solterra? I mean, just look at these fantastic sales numbers, Bob. They've sold less than 7,000 in the U.S. so far this year, Bob. I wouldn't call that fantastic. But just look at that range, Bob. 222 miles of range for $52,000. Those aren't great stats, Bob. And isn't the Solterra made by Toyota anyway, Bob? Well, technically, yes, Bob. It's made at the Toyota Motomachi plant in Japan. However, Subaru plans to build its own assembly plant dedicated to electric vehicle production in the future. And Subaru says they're, quote, aiming for 50% of total global sales to be BEV in 2030. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, Bob. We'll see you next time on Who's Adding Next this week. Will it be Stellantis or VW? Because there's not many companies left. What about Oldsmobile, Bob? I don't think that's still... So Sorry Merritt tweeted this out, that according to KBB, Tesla sold 10 times as many EVs as any other car maker in the first three quarters of this year here in the U.S. Take a look at that chart. Wow. Over 493,500 Teslas sold in the first three quarters. That's 100,000 more than it took place in the same period last year. But Elon said, room for improvement, I suppose. But maybe he's not talking about Tesla. Maybe he's talking about the other car makers, <laughs> maybe. which clearly have the room for improvement. And the California New Car Dealers Association has reported on the top 12 selling battery electric vehicles in California so far this year. And James Stevenson made it a bit easier to grasp with this infographic here. So you can see red is Tesla. Wow. And all the other colors are all the other auto manufacturers. 183,000 Teslas sold in California. And Elon said, I guess we're doing okay. And check this out. That blue line there heading up is BEV market share in California. The BEV market share in California in Q3 is 22.3%. All right. So that means that almost one out of every four cars sold in California in Q3 was battery electric. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And as California goes, so goes the country. It's hard to believe that the Tesla Model Y is likely to be the best-selling car in the world in 2023. I know, right? I mean, we're not just saying the best-selling electric car. We're saying it's looking like it will be, as Elon predicted, the best-selling car in the world in 2023, period. 
But Zach, how can you say that? I mean, the year isn't even over yet. We still have two months to go. Well, let's first go to Switzerland. For the first 10 months this year, Tesla has sold 5,025 Model Ys in Switzerland, beating out the second place ICE, internal combustion engine cars, the Skoda Octavia with 4,036 units, the third place Skoda Enyaq with 3,697 units, the fourth place Audi Q3 with 3,460 units, and the fifth place VW Polo with 2,977 units. Next, let's look at Denmark, where the Model Y has broken a 10-year-old sales record. More Model Ys have been sold in Denmark just through the first 10 months of this year than any other car in the country's history. A total of 12,944 Model Ys have been registered through October, surpassing the previous 2013 record held by the VW Up with 12,940 units registered. And there's still two months to go. Okay, but that's great and all, but that's just two rather small countries. Okay, well, how about we look at all of Europe in the month of September? According to data from Automotive News Europe, the Tesla Model Y was the best-selling car of any type in Europe in September with 26,370 sold, beating out the Peugeot 208 and the Renault Clio. Sales data for the Model Y in the first nine months here in the U.S. points to around 314,000 sold, which is looking good for Model Y breaking last year's record of coming in third in the U.S. Hmm. So last Tuesday, according to Reuters, Tesla won the first U.S. trial over allegations that its autopilot driver assistance feature led to a death, a major victory for the automaker as it faces several other lawsuits and federal investigations related to the same technology. So the civil lawsuit involved the 2019 crash of Micah Lee's Model 3, which reportedly veered off a freeway east of L.A. at 65 miles an hour, hitting a palm tree and bursting into flames, killing Lee and injuring two passengers. Tesla argued that Lee had been drinking before getting behind the wheel and argued that AP had not been engaged at the time of the crash. The plaintiffs were seeking $400 million in damages, but the jury in the Riverside County Superior Court found Tesla not at fault. Elon tweeted out, the irony is that if autopilot had been turned on here, it would almost certainly have saved the driver. And I think this is a big case because this was a jury case. If it's turning out that juries are going to believe Tesla and the data that they're showing, I think it's going to reduce the number of these lawsuits that are going to come forward. I think a lot of them came forward because they're like, hey, it's a big car company with big pockets and they'll settle. But as we've been seeing, mm -hmm. Elon does not settle. And I think it's pretty easy since Tesla always has the data that it's going to be pretty fair. I think that if Autopilot was involved at that time, then Tesla would have that data. They would have to turn it over and everyone would see, oh, yes, Autopilot was on up until the point of impact. In this case, that was not the case. And right. so I think any jury in the world is going to go, OK, so how did the drunk guy getting behind the wheel result in Autopilot being responsible for it? I just think that um, these sorts of cases, the kinds of cases where I think you and I would probably go like, yeah, I don't think that that's going to work. They're not going to work. So Elon's been busy traveling. He was in Texas on Joe Rogan, and then he flew to London for a meeting with the world AI experts. Then he flew to Germany last Friday to visit Giga Berlin, where he thanked employees. Thank you for your excellent hard work in creating what is the, 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 I think it's one of the greatest factories in the world. He said on X at Giga Berlin today to congratulate team on their excellent progress. The factory looks amazing. We are going to cover all the concrete with art. And along with thanking Giga Berlin employees, Elon also announced that Giga Berlin will be building Tesla's 25,000 euro next generation car. I want one. Okay, so 25,000 euros is the equivalent of about $26,800. And we know that earlier this year in May, Elon decided to start production of this next generation car at Giga Texas instead of Giga Mexico, where he originally thought it would be built. 
Yeah, Elon realized that he needed the engineering team at, at Tesla to be at the factory during the initial production and ramp, saying in Walter Isaacson's book, Tesla engineering will need to be on the line to make it successful and getting everyone to move to Mexico is never going to happen. So this announcement that the next generation vehicle will also be made at Giga Berlin is a big deal. Yeah, but it's not surprising. I mean, Elon wants to get to huge production numbers of this next gen car, like 20 million a year. So, I mean, this will be the mass adoption Tesla. And so I think he'll need pretty much all Tesla gigafactories pumping them out soon after he gets the production kinks worked out at Giga Texas. And speaking of Giga Berlin, take a look at the Giga Berlin lobby. Elon said it's even better in person and has a robot that pours beer and makes coffee. Would you like some beers? What are the laws about robots serving alcohol? Stay out of trouble. Ooh. We must already know this, right? I don't know it. If you know it, please comment I don't know, down below. I don't below. know what the German laws are, but... <laughs> so the three-wheel all-electric Aptera has just unveiled a new feature. Not only do the driver and passenger doors open upward, as does the rear hatch, but it appears that the wheel covers also swivel to give access to the two front tires. Something that a lot of fans of the car were asking about. There are so many people dying to get their Apteras, which, by the way, was the first electric car that we know of to adopt the Nax charging port. So this is going to be so cool. I can't wait either. I mean, we should get Steve and Chris, the two co-CEOs of Aptera, on a call to ask about progress. And if you'd like us to do that, comment down below and don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel so that we can spread the word about cool EVs like Aptera to more people in the world because so many people don't even know what an Aptera is. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. Tesla owner Silicon Valley said at this point the Cybertruck is the most badass truck ever made. Elon said it's an armored personnel carrier from the future. Blade Runner would have driven. And this is in response, of course, to Joe Rogan shooting with an arrow. And then Earl of Front Puppy says, can you shoot an arrow through any car door? And Tesla Chase says, absolutely, because they did. They <laughs> shot an arrow through their door. Like it goes all the way through. Wow. Elon says, normal car or truck door skins are made of very thin, mild steel. They are there for aerodynamics and aesthetics, but carry almost no load. On Cybertruck, though, the door panels are bulletproof to almost all subsonic projectiles. So we got to see Franz driving this matte black Cybertruck around Malibu this week. Now, are we sure that's a wrap? Because lots of people are saying it's a wrap, but not a lot of people were there when it was wrapped. What are you saying? Could it be painted? Well, I think that the Cybertruck in general could be painted, but this one does look like it's a wrap to me. I'm just not sure, though. I don't know. It looks pretty reflective for a wrap. Oh, and by the way, I know that it's exciting and I know that you're in L.A., but please do not walk into the street and approach the Cybertruck as it stopped at a red light. That's just don't do that for safety reasons. Yeah, For safety reasons, yeah. not because it makes you look like a jerk. I'm, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to miss in matte black, at least in the daytime. There was only one video of the Cybertruck at night. And I can see why it looks like an F-117. That's a stealth fighter. Yeah. <laughs> So here is a Cybertruck getting muddy with some Subarus on level four trails at the Tahoe National Forest. And after you get all muddy, next we can see the Cybertruck pulling up to the car wash. Now, I hope they're doing like water penetration testing because that Cybertruck is not dirty at all. We also get to see a peek at the sub bed compartment. Now, would you call that a bed trunk? A bunk. We call it, we call the front trunk a frunk. It's called the bed trunk a bunk. That makes sense to me. Um, so it look, but I just want to point out, it looks like there's another compartment further up, or am I crazy? Apparently that's just a maintenance door. Although I know what you mean. It looks like you could have an even bigger spot for some stuff up there too. But I mean, I do think that this video kind of rules out a spare tire. 
Yes, unless the forward compartment holds it. Oh, okay. I yeah, I kind of Teslas doubt it. don't have spare tires. They don't the have part. spare tires. It's a waste of weight, and you can always throw one in the back. If like you want. the Ford has one, but they mounted it in such a way that it's a huge aerodynamic drag. Yeah. Uh, Joe Tegmeyer spotted the Cybertruck crab walking. Check this out. I don't think that's crab walking. Y- yes, it is. The rear wheels are turned. I think that's dog legged or dog tracking. I mean, I, you see this on the highway sometimes. What? Yeah, I mean, like when a car is seriously messed up, like usually the frame has rusted out or something, you see the, the car and it's like driving diagonally down the road. Okay, but this is a brand new Cybertruck. I mean, but maybe something's wrong with the rear wheel steering or maybe they're testing it. Yeah, they're testing it. But but I don't think it's intentionally crab walking because they're compensating for it. They're not moving diagonally. I think they're definitely testing it. It's on Gigafactory grounds and they're not going fast. And I think they want to see what it could do. I don't know. It's kind of gives me a little... Something to be worried about with the Cybertruck that the rear wheel steering could work, could fail. Well, I'm not worried about it. Come I on. Mean, Come I mean, I suppose I suppose I've had so many cars and they've failed for so many reasons and steering has never been the issue. But I don't know. I'm just, you know, comment down below. I think they're testing. What okay. do you think? Um, well, here we get to see it towing a Model Y. Nice. And we learned from Auto Car Connected News that the wiper blade on the Cybertruck will be 50 inches long. They use the old cut a piece of string the same length and then measure the string approach to see how long it is. So, you know, plus or minus half an inch. Um, But wow. Okay, so according to them, that's 10 inches longer than the longest one that they could find on Napa Auto Parts. Yes. And I mean, aside from having it be hard to find, I think it's also going to be hard to transport wiper blades of that length. Because like I have a bow, like a bow and arrow. I'm not Joe Rogan, but, you know, it's like a recurve bow. Okay, so wait, so that it's long. That's this and long. I can't fit that bow in the trunk of my Model 3 without putting my seats down. So I think the blade is going to be that long. It's it's basically wow. going to be as long as the bed in the, of the Cybertruck, right? Wow. Like, I mean, uh, no, it'll fit in the bed. But it's... it'll fit in the bed, so that's good. At least you'll have the Cybertruck. But if you like a different vehicle has to transport the blade, I don't know if they have to like hold it on the roof or something. That's long. And lastly, let's end on some beauty shots here at Manhattan Beach Pier in California. Wow, look at that in the sunset, the light shining off it. I love mm. the diffuse light on the front with the headlights on. Mm-hmm. Wow. But again, safety first, people. Don't just run out into traffic to take pictures of the Cybertruck. There's going to be plenty of them on the road, plenty yes. of opportunities. Don't let's not have any stories about people getting hurt. OK, right. Because, again, if you get a Cybertruck, you're like, it's bulletproof. I'm going to run this person over. I don't know why they're going to think that. I just be careful. If you want to see all these pictures and more, all these fun stories about Cybertruck, go where we go to the Cybertruck Owners Club. That is the forum where I think a lot of people didn't really know about this yet, but now more and more people are. It's a great place to talk about your Cybertruck coming up because they got the reservation tracker and post all of your pictures that you find of uh, Cybertrucks out in the world. So we just reviewed a new e-bike for you over on our sister channel. Now let's review. It's called the 10 Ways CGO 600 Pro. And I can sum up the bike in just three words. Simple, relaxed, quiet. Yeah, I just rewatched one of my favorite movies, Breaking Away. It's about a coming of age story about a kid in Indiana who wants to be an Italian bike racer. And I was thinking, there are people who want to bike fast and there are those who enjoy biking relaxed. And I think it's important to know where you fall on that spectrum. So that way you can pick a bike that works out well for you. So the 10-way CGO 600 Pro to me is, like you said, the perfect choice to consider for those who are looking for relaxing excursions and adventures. I'm getting excited because we've been going on an e-bike adventure every week for the past few months. Um, and we've, uh, uh, <laughs> so we aren't announcing that yet. 
Okay. Well, stay tuned because we have a fun e-bike related announcement that we'll be making in the next few weeks. And don't forget to head over to our Now Let's Review channel for tons of fun reviews on so many e-bikes, e-scooters, EV chargers, and more. Well, I think this is some of the biggest news this week, but it will likely fly under the radar of most news organizations. Elon posted, excited to announce that SpaceX Starlink has achieved break-even cash flow. Excellent work by a great team. Starlink is also now a majority of all active satellites and will have launched a majority of all satellites cumulatively from Earth by next year. So we're definitely going to talk more about this on our Patreon Investor Club bonus stories this week. So please join us over on Patreon if you want to hear more about that. Um, but this is extraordinarily exciting news. But what's good for Starlink ain't so good for Starlink's competitors. Boeing told Aviation Week last week that it gave up its FCC license to operate the satellite constellation that it was planning that would have involved 147 low Earth orbiting satellites. On September 15th, Boeing officially surrendered its FCC license and paid a $2.2 million forfeiture bond. Wait a minute. In 2016, Boeing started working on developing a big satellite network. They talked about having up to 3,000 satellites operating in the C and V bands that would have blanketed the globe in internet coverage and extend, quote, U.S. technological leadership in the next generation of satellite products. And this is a, quote, natural evolution and extension of our more than 50 years of experience designing and manufacturing complex satellite systems. And now you're saying seven years later, they haven't launched a single satellite? Well, to be fair, Boeing did make a test satellite, but now it's taken steps to dispose of it. Uh, and this, of course, is because SpaceX's Starlink is currently serving over 2 million customers around the world with almost 5,000 satellites in their constellation. And as Elon said, competing with SpaceX is tough. Now, you may not know this, but you can refer family and friends to take Tesla demo drives and earn 100 Tesla credits as part of Tesla's referral program. And now, through December 1st, Tesla is increasing that to 500 credits per demo drive for the next three drives. Wait, what was the limit before? You could refer up to 60 times per calendar year at 100 credits per demo drive. Now, this hasn't come from any official Tesla announcement, but it's been spotted in the Tesla app by a bunch of people. So why hasn't Tesla announced it yet if they're trying to drum up more demo drives and sales? I mean, why not post it on X or something? I mean, so how do you refer people? Uh, to give out your demo drive referral link, you can either use your Tesla mobile app or you can visit the landing page of your referral link and you'll see a new demo drive button that will take you to the page where your friends or family can schedule a demo drive in their area. Neat. Yeah, good way to get some points. Rack up those points. And hey, if you like what you're seeing on this channel and you want to share some clip, but you don't want to share the whole one hour episode, go to our Now You Know Clips channel on YouTube or go to X where we chop them into little bite sized pieces that are easy to share. So the EPA has just announced a contest for you to make a video about your positive experience using electric transportation in everyday life. Me? Well, everyone. Uh, it can be about three separate categories, either two or three wheeled e-bikes, e-trikes, e-scooters or e-cargo bikes, electric cars, trucks or SUVs or electric buses. The prizes are $500, $1,000, or $3,000 for each category, so nine winners. January 24th, 2024 is the deadline. Okay, but I was just scrolling through here, and it says that you can't promote a specific brand. What? In your video. So, so you, you can't, can't say, like, I love my Tesla, and here's why? I don't know. I don't know if you... Because, like, if I were to do a video about it, which I've done several, <laughs> um, I would talk about, like, the supercharger network and how great it is. Nope. 
You said Tesla. Well, Supercharger network I mean, is I think, Tesla's. I mean, you could probably say, like, this is my Tesla, but you probably can't say that, like, I think that Teslas are great. I know they want you, you to have, they want you to just talk about EVs in general. I don't even know if you can do that. It says you can't promote a specific brand. And this kind of brings me to how the federal government treats Tesla and, and EVs in general. I... What, are you saying that the president of the United States singled out a single company, an American-made company, and said, we don't like you? Well, okay. You led, Mary. You did, Mary. You electrified the entire automobile industry. I'm serious. I know. Okay. But what I'm saying here is, though, there's been this 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 thing where it's like, I want to I want I want to support EVs, but I don't want to support Tesla. Right. And I think that it's absolutely the stupidest thing you could possibly do if you're a politician or if you're just somebody in general and you want to kind of downplay Tesla while upplaying just all EVs are great. I I don't know what to call this thing. I was I was trying to rack my head. I do not want to call it boltism because I have nothing against the Chevy Bolt. If you bought a Bolt, you probably had a thousand and one excellent reasons to buy it. I'm not against you. What I'm saying, though, is that politicians, when they buy the Bolt, the whole reason that they bought the Bolt as opposed to, say, a Tesla Model 3 is they didn't want to buy a Tesla. Right. And that's the whole thing. So I feel like it's this disingenuous egalitarianism mm. to use the two longest words I could think of. Mm. It's just this like... Well, I mean, everything's good, but it's not it doesn't help the cause. Look, this isn't any different than what the United States has been doing since its founding. It's propaganda. Right. Remember World War Two? We had propaganda posters everywhere. I mean, of course, you know, if you're on the ally side, that sure. seemed great, but it was propaganda. Right? right. And that's just what this is. It's just propaganda. And they don't they're not educating people. No. They're not. They didn't do this so that we like educate people about uh, EVs. It's just like my EV is great. EVs are great. And, you know, I think that EVs are great. But also, why do we need the EPA to do this? Why do we need the EPA to give prizes to people to make videos when I do this professionally, you do this professionally? There's, yeah, why there's do they have to, I mean, hundreds of EV-specific channels out there. They're spending $14,000 on prizes when all they had to do was basically call up people like us and say, like, can we just re reuse one of your videos? By the way, putting stuff on their website, I mean, is that really going to make a I don't difference? Know, I don't know if you... You know, I know that there's like TikTok and YouTube, um, but then there's like the EPA's website. I usually go to the Environmental Protection Agency's website for just great content. I just hop on my EPA app and it's so Your great. Your EPA app? Yeah, I love it's it. it's so great. I just swipe through and then in two minutes I'm done because they don't, that's all the content they had. So Tesla has just added a new remote start feature. But hasn't Tesla had remote starting in their vehicles for a long time? Well, as you may know, you can start your Tesla from just about anywhere in the world from your phone. And I mean, this isn't a normal remote start. Right. I mean, there's no ignition. You're not, you know, you know, turning on the car to make it warm for the winter. You can already preheat your car without having to turn it on, so to speak. <laughs> Tesla's remote start is purely the ability for you in some other location to give someone like your neighbor or your friend the ability to put your car in drive and drive it. So what has Tesla added? So Tesla's added the ability for you to turn off remote start. Okay, so it looks like you're talking about in the service menu of the car, you can turn it off? Right, and this should prevent anyone who has mobile access to your car from being able to remotely start it, including yourself. So this is a security feature for those who want it? Exactly. 
But couldn't someone with access to the car walk up, unlock it, start it, and drive away with it or change the settings? I think that this is probably more for someone inadvertently starting your car, like your grandmother or something. But you're right. It's not the same as removing unwanted users as drivers, which is something that you should do. Um, it's something that you can do. Basically, you can grant access to people. All they have to do is download the Tesla app. They don't have to buy a Tesla or anything. And you can grant them access. And, and then their phone key is like your phone key. But you can also remove them as drivers. But I mean, I think this is mainly so that when you bring your car in for service, you don't have to give them your fob or your key card. I think that this might be the main reason behind it. Now, when you bring in your car for service, you used to have to drop off your key card or your fob. And like you might have forgotten to bring it kind of a hassle. Right. Um, so I think that first world problem. <laughs> um, so this basically eliminates that problem. I'm sure that they probably lost, you know, I don't know, a dozen keys a year and that saves some time. Probably more than that. I mean, these little credit cards, they slip into. That's true. Oops. And they all they look the same. They all look exactly that's, the same. Yeah, that's, yeah. All right. It's now time for our weekly SpaceX update from Ellie in space. Hey, Zach and Jesse. So I think we might actually finally have a date for the Starship launch, and it sounds like it could be in mid-November. That's right, SpaceX is gearing up for the second fully integrated test flight of Starship, and we have a couple of clues that make me think that this time it's actually legit. The first clue that we have is that SpaceX has not only posted on X, but they've also updated their website with Starship on the front page as the upcoming launch of IFT2. They don't usually update their website with the upcoming launch information unless they're pretty confident it's going to happen. Another clue that we have is Ars Technica, who's usually a pretty solid resource for this type of information, posts that it may be showtime soon for the Starship launch, and their inside sources are telling them that there is a net or no earlier than date of November 13th, which is right in line with SpaceX's estimate of mid-November. And also, check out this animation I found of the flight path of Starship for this launch. This is courtesy of NewsThink. The FAA has completed their safety review, but we were waiting on the Fish and Wildlife Service. We're still waiting for that public information that they have completed their review and given the green light. But my senses tell me that SpaceX has some indication that, yes, they're actually going to do this review in a timely manner, they're not going to take up to 135 days and they could be wrapping up early, which means that Starship might actually launch in just a matter of days. SpaceX also has on their website that a live webcast of the flight test will begin about 30 minutes before liftoff, which you can watch exclusively on X. Some people are really bummed about this. SpaceX usually would stream their launches on YouTube, but they are going exclusively on X. So here's to hoping that it's good quality. Now we learned a lot of lessons from the April 20th Starship launch, the first test flight, and they've made over a thousand changes since then. The most notable change being that they were going to be using a hot staging technique for the second launch. They'll also be debuting a new electronic thrust vector control system for super heavy Raptor engines, in addition to reinforcements to the pad foundation and a water-cooled steel flame deflector. So the real question is, will you guys be able to make it down mid-November? Again, if you want more Starship news and I plan to be down there, hopefully no matter what, you can check out my channel, Ellie in Space. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ellie. So it sounds next week it could be happening. Yeah, so much fun stuff happening in Texas in November. Mm, fingers crossed. All right, time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shit. Wait a minute, you didn't shave. 
I didn't shave. I'm doing no shave November because a lot of people have said, Jesse, you're be- you know, you look so well clean shaven all the time. You must not be able to to grow a beard. Oh, I see you're proving you're not you're- actually shaving. You just have a baby face. Um, well, here is a week for you. I know it's not much, but uh, yeah, I'm doing no shave November. I do- bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I do love my Hanson razor. I wish that I used it this morning because I'm already getting a little itchy. But yeah, the Hanson razor is fantastic. And if you want to use our code, you can get 100 free blades. If you use now, you know, at checkout, you just put those blades in your cart and you get them for free when you use our code. And uh, Hanson razors make an excellent gift for the holidays. This yeah, is something now. that'll last a lifetime. And it is extremely cheap to uh keep going because these blades are very inexpensive it's one of those gifts that they're gonna thank you for every holiday they're gonna be like remember six years ago when you got me this if you want someone to think of you every time they shave which could be once or twice a week um this is an excellent gift so elon just announced in his own way that his new AI company, XAI, is about to release a big beta version of its AI which appears to be called grok Elon said XAI's Grok system is designed to have a little humor in its responses. And to demonstrate the humor, Elon shared this Grok response to tell me how to make cocaine step by step. And it it doesn't tell you how to make cocaine for those of you worried. Well, but Elon went on to say the threshold for what it will tell you if pushed is what is available on the Internet via reasonable browser search, which is a lot. Oh, so then it does tell you how to we're going to buzz <laughs> that out, I think. Um, and Elon said, ask and you shall receive. Huh. So this AI is going to have a sense of humor. But can we get back to the name? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have never heard the term Grok before. Well, you haven't? Grok? Grok? Is that is that Groot's brother? No. So Grok was first used in one of Elon's favorite books, the 1961 Robert A. Heinlein science fiction novel, Stranger in a Strange Land. And it became popular in computer science circles to mean when you understand something so thoroughly that you merge with it and it merges with you. And Elon agreed with that definition, by the way. I grok you, man. I I grok you. So when do we get to check out this new AI? Well, last Friday, Elon said tomorrow XAI will release its first AI to a select group. In some important respects, it is the best that currently exists. 
Okay, so special beta testers, presumably people in the AI community, but how about the rest of us? Well, Elon then said, as soon as it's out of early beta, XAI's Grok system will be available to all X Premium Plus subscribers. What's Premium Plus? Well, we're currently at the $8 premium level on X, and I did some research, and I learned that Premium Plus is the $16 a month level. Um, it only gets you a couple extra features, like no ads instead of reduced ads. But mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out how to change our plan, and I spent like 15 minutes clicking and searching. So if anyone knows how to do it, please help us out. I don't have Grok yet to ask, uh, <laughs> so comment down below. But if Grok turns out to be a solid AI, it could drive more subscriptions on X. Yeah, I mean, the two biggest problems I have with AI chatbots that I use today, like Google's Bard and ChatGPT and Perplexity, is that, number one, they all have lots of hallucinations, which is that they lie to you, and yeah. they're not telling you that they lie to you. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like asking a teenager to report back on some facts. They often just make stuff up, and then I oftentimes have to scold them, and um, these ChatGPTs. Well, they I do, because I'm upset about it, and then they still lie. I mean, I... I know a lot of stuff about Tesla. So when I ask a question and then it says like the Model Y was not the best selling car in California. And I'm like, you're wrong. And number two, where they get their information is often weak sauce, either outdated or just from like articles on the web written by morons. What XAI should be able to do is have a very up-to-date data set because it can also access X, one of the biggest platforms of diverse smart people in the world. Look, we could go on, but we're gonna talk about this more on our sister channel this week on disruptive investing, so go check that out. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by our friends at SnapPlate. Do you have this problem? You wanna put a front plate on your EV, but you don't wanna drill holes and drive screws into the front of your vehicle? We got you, SnapPlate. You simply mount your license plate to SnapPlate and then click. In seconds, you snap it onto the front of your EV, easy peasy. Put it on, take it off, it's all a snap. But what if I'm afraid someone's gonna steal my plate? Simple, the smart guys at Snap Plate, Matt and Kevin, thought of that. You just insert this hidden screw here and then would-be plate stealers can't take it off. Snap Plate makes a great gift for that EV owner on your list and they make Snap Plates for just about every EV model out there. We've been using it on our Teslas, Ford F-150 Lightning, the Rivian R1T, and we love them. You can get 10% off by using our exclusive code, now you know, at checkout. By now, you probably know that Tesla has added solar panels to the roof of their Gigafactory in Texas. In fact, it spells Tesla. But during a Travis County Commissioner's Court meeting last week, Tesla's senior manager of factory engineering, Logan Grant, told county officials that phase one of the solar array had been completed. And he said, we finished phase one, so we can pull roughly 10 megawatts. When it's all said and done, it'll be 30 megawatts, which will be the largest rooftop solar, I think, in the world. So according to Grant and other Tesla officials, the roof will include roughly 70,000 total rooftop solar panels across the 10 million square foot factory. So Giga Texas will be the second largest factory in the U.S. and have the largest rooftop solar of 30 megawatts. Now, how many megawatt hours is that per day? Well, 30 megawatts times, let's say, eight hours of Texas sun on a sunny day. That equals 240 megawatt hours times, I looked this up, more than 300 sunny days in Texas per year. So that's 72 gigawatt hours per year, roughly. That would be enough to power 68,000 households per year. And I wonder if this could entirely power Giga Texas, because I have no idea what the factory draws in terms of power. I mean, they've got mega packs on site so they can store the solar even during times when they're not using it. I think it might be a little bit more than that. You, uh, you think Giga Texas will draw more than 72 gigawatt hours? Uh, any, no, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Although they have more buildings. They could cover those as well. That's true. And they got more land. Right. <laughs> Comment down below if you know like what you think uh, this factory is going to draw. All right, it's time for sunspots. 
We reported a couple months ago that Tesla's VPP or virtual power plant would be coming to Puerto Rico. And it looks like as of last Thursday, it arrived. Tesla announced on its Tesla Energy X account in Puerto Rico, 75,000 Powerwall owners can now get paid to support the grid in what could become the largest virtual power plant ever. This is a big deal for Puerto Rico because there are a lot of brownouts and blackouts on the island's energy grid. And there are a lot of Powerwall owners on the island. Yeah, 75,000 Powerwall owners compared to Tesla's California VPP with just 7,400. So potentially 10 times the size. And what are the incentives for signing up for your Powerwall to be part of the Tesla VPP in Puerto Rico? Well, for one thing, Puerto Ricans who join will help stabilize the electrical grid, keeping their neighbors' lights on. But also members of the VPP will get up to $1 per kilowatt hour when they feed energy onto the grid. So how do people sign up? You can sign up using Tesla's app as long as you're registered with the LumaNet Energy Metering Program. So if you join, please reach out to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Yeah, consider filming a video contributor story to share with the community about how the program is working for you and your neighborhood and how much money you're making. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, and maybe you can tell us like if there've been fewer brownouts in your area. Mm. And if you're interested in getting solar and batteries, but you have lots of questions and you can't find all the latest answers, go to our friends at EnergyPal. Because if you've been on your LLM looking up answers, I know that uh, Bard's probably not giving you the latest answers that you need. And EnergyPal will. So just tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. The link is down below in the show notes. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. So send them into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Make them two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio and no music. What do we got this week, Jess? Lars sent us this story about these electric yachts. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Thanks for sharing the picture of the yacht I was renting recently. Today, I want to give you some more details about it. We rented it from a company called Natural Yachts at their own harbor in the Netherlands. The company is family owned and they only are renting out sustainable ships. They buy those ships directly from the shipyard in Poland and convert them to electric yachts using a 48 volt system with LFB batteries. Also, they convert all the appliances within the ship to electric. So heating, cooking, cooling, the fridge and the freezer all are powered by electricity instead of gas. Our first trip took six hours to go from Natural Harbor to the Marina of De Kluft. Since we drove through a natural sanctuary, we were only allowed of a max speed of six kilometers per hour. And upon arrival, our set of charge was still 80%. Quite amazing because we only had the small batteries installed and not the long range version. Big advantage is that while with an EV you always have to make sure that you can charge at your destination or on your way there, with an electric ship you don't have those issues since every marina does provide power. Only 11 kilowatt, but enough to have a fully loaded boat for the next day. Last weekend, we returned to Natural Yachts because they had a new prototype yacht at display and they invited customers to take a look and help them with the future design of the ship. This one will be good for two to four people and gets an engine up to 160 kilowatts. They also have ships for eight people or fast day cruisers and sailboats. This new yacht was indeed very nice and we look forward to seeing the final model next year. Since Natural Harbor is in Amsterdam, Zach and Jesse, if you return to Europe next year, you are welcome to give me a call and we can go for a short trip. See ya. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lars. If I were across the pond right now, I'd seriously be calling up Natural Yachts and booking a trip. That looks like so much fun. 
All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. Look, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash now you know. You support us for as little as a buck a month. You get to have all of our Patreon bonus stories every week, which is like a whole other show. Uh, and then there's a whole other list of perks that you can sign up for. So go join us there now and help support what we do. All right, we're back from Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the Patreon poll. And we asked, are you going to grok? And the results are, well, they're mixed. <laughs> um, okay. I'd say like half the people are going to grok and half the people are like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, next up is Elon's exes of the week. And I think you're going to see here that Elon thinks people are going to be grokking a lot. So Elon says the best way to beat hatred is friendship. Trung Fan says the Concorde could fly London to New York in about three and a half hours, half the time of a normal airliner. It was in operation from 76 to 2003. The plane was a technical marvel and faster than the speed of sound, but it had poor business economics. Elon said just updating the engines would cut fuel use in half. Also, max altitude should be raised to about 80,000 feet, would solve both efficiency and heating problems. I love how he's such an engineer. Elad says, Google Brain founder says big tech is lying about AI danger. Elon says, giant supercomputer clusters that cost billions of dollars are the risk, not some startup in a garage. Ashley says, huge win for the border. Remember the videos of Border Patrol aiding migrants crossing illegally by cutting the barbed wire fencing laid by Texas? A federal court just prohibited DHS and Biden's Border Patrol from disassembling, degrading, tampering with Texas's border. Elon says, interesting. Elon then posted about the Finnish presidential debate on X. And he said, people often ask me if there's water on Mars. Elon said the real battle is between the extinctionists and the humanists. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Lex Friedman says the software engineering behind the X algorithm is epic. It has to distill 500 million daily tweets down to the personalized handful it shows each person. This algorithm runs 57,000 times a second, and each execution takes 220 seconds of CPU time, but runs in 1.5 seconds of real time on average, which means compute is distributed across 12 plus million CPU cores working continuously. Each step of recommendation algorithm pipeline is fascinating, maintaining real time interaction graph, embedding spaces for clustering interests, ranking via 48 million parameter neutral nets, etc. I love that it's mostly made open source and hope more companies do the same. And Elon says a lot is happening behind the scenes. So how does Lex know so much about Twitter? It's open source. Oh, Doge designer says history is repeating itself. A hundred media channels all saying the same lies about Elon and X. <laughs> there was a book with a hundred authors against Einstein. Yeah, and he said, why 100? If I were wrong, one would have been enough. Wow, that's and Elon says, I don't read legacy media, just X. If there is news from slow media, it was probably here first. And there's Elon when he was five, dressed as Santa. <laughs> I didn't know you could go as Santa for Halloween. I know, I've never seen that, right? <laughs> a culture critic says a number of these very high-priced art things are tax evasion and money laundering. That's a quote from Elon. And Elon agreed with himself. Elon tweeted out that today is also Marvin's birthday on Halloween. Epic Map says mapping China's population density. Elon says... Most of Earth is empty. He then said Starlink is now available in Georgia and Benin. Not Georgia. Not Georgia oh, peaches. Oh, not Atlanta, Georgia. Not right. Georgia peaches. Let's call it that. Elon said freedom of speech is priceless. Zero Hedge says German defense chief says public must get used to the possibility of war in Europe. Oh, I don't love that. Elon says civil war is brewing. Cernovich says SSRIs are clear more like psychedelics than people will admit. They're opening some sort of portal. That's why mass shooters are almost always on them. They talk of hearing voices. My personal belief is demons, but even if you disagree, something is happening. Elon says the harm of SSRIs outweighs the good in my opinion. I don't think he believes in 
portals and demons, but... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Elon says, optimism is better than pessimism. Bill Lee says, feature request, Tesla. Disable all window controls in dog mode. Dog keeps opening windows by stepping on armrest window controls. Elon says, okay. David Sachs says, the Ukraine war is Cronkite moment. Zelensky's own inner circle tells time that the war is unwinnable. Elon says, unfortunately, this analysis is accurate. Epic Map says, the yellow states in the map below are the states in which it is legal to own a raccoon. Elon says, nice. So, sorry, Lorenzo. Elon says, putting a wind generator on an electric also doesn't work. <laughs> Why doesn't that work? Oh my, we've gotten so many of those. <laughs> no, but what if there's a tube in the middle of the car and the wind turbines are inside the tube? That way it doesn't, ca- it doesn't work. Alex Cohen says, once again, I would like to remind everyone that the product manager at Zoom who decided that users should be forced to update before joining a meeting should be fired. I am now two minutes late. Elon said, yeah. Kremu says, even if this isn't real, this sort of overrepresentation of talent in family trees is real. And this is a family tree of the Darwin family. I didn't realize that like Margaret Atwood was a relative. Huh. Elon says, Apple usually doesn't fall very far from the tree. It's very um, ironic <laughs> because he figured out evolution, <laughs> evolutionary biology. It's kind of that's. That's interesting. Wall Street Silver says Jim Cramer questions whether Elon Musk and Tesla can even sell 50,000 Cybertrucks. Bookmark this video. Inverse Cramer is likely going to make this a video to keep. And we're going to be talking more about this on Investor Club Bonus Stories this week. Elon says judge orders a new election in Connecticut town after surveillance video showed ballot stuffing in drop boxes. That this happened here is beyond reasonable doubt. The only question is how common it is. Shibatoshi Nakamoto says, remember when media wasn't just obvious propaganda outlets? After you realize this and that it's always been this way, it's just really annoying. Elon says, does feel like it got worse in recent decades. The media used to question the government more. Elon then said, I certainly make many embarrassing mistakes, but my batting average is pretty good. He said AI-based C-similar post features now rolling out. Kim Martin says, I like the new C-similar post button, but I would value a C-dissimilar post button even more. I think it could really go a long way toward enabling users to privately check out the spectrum of views expressed on a particular topic. Elon said, that's coming soon. Evan says, did you see this news, Elon? Neo just said it's laying off 10% of its workforce. Neo may also spin off non-core businesses to reduce costs and improve efficiency. Elon says, sounds like they're having tough times. Chuck Cook says... Andrew Sorkin just asked Secretary Pete Buttigieg a very good question that went unanswered. How many autonomous deaths are better than the current number of human-caused vehicle deaths? This needs to be answered so we have a goal for autonomous vehicle regulatory approval. Elon said, that is indeed the most fundamental question. Elon tweeted out, the Falcon 9's first stage has landed on a shortfall of Gravitas, completing the first 18th launch and landing of a booster. The first 18th? That booster has been launched 18 times. And landed 18 times. I mean, Elon first said that it probably only worked 10 times. So <laughs> twice, try it again. Twice as good. <laughs> Last call quoted CNBC on EVs, space travel, Neuralink, Starlink. Is Elon too powerful? Elon says, I wonder who's pulling the puppet strings. News anchors rarely come up with these questions themselves. Someone with deep government connections is my guess. Yikes. That's scary. And then Elon Musk just announced that he released Grok. So many people signed up simultaneously that X servers thought it was a DDoS attack being fixed now. So it is out now. <laughs> and a DDoS attack, by the way, is like if you have a, a, a the hacking program, like open a billion windows, right. like on your computer, it will crash the computer. That's a DDoS attack. So they thought that all these people signing up was a virus <laughs> trying to destroy their servers. Elon says, important to bear in mind that this is an early beta product. It will be way better in a few months and excellent in about six months. Penny2x says, I wonder if Grok can Grok how anxious I am to Grok. Elon says, Grok. 
He went on to say, grokking will become like Googling. It will both be built into the X app and be available as a standalone app. What will blow people away is how fast Grok improves versus other options. And XAI compute is doubling every two to three months. Stephen King said, big whoop. And Elon says, want to try it? Oh, this is the best. I think this is so great because Stephen just falls into Elon's trap <laughs> each time. Viv says, I recommend fun mode. Elon agrees 100%. Tesla owner Silicon Valley says Elon Musk founded and invested $100 million into OpenAI, and it went from a nonprofit to a for-profit. It doesn't get more sketchy than that, and yet he's able to launch his own version in eight months called Grok. Elon says, Daddy's home. Tesla owner Silicon Valley went on to say, I wonder if there will ever be an investigation on OpenAI and how they went from a nonprofit to a for-profit and became worth $90 billion. Elon says, there absolutely will be. Either their structure is valid and everyone should be doing it because investing in a nonprofit with pre-tax money and then extracting the IP for a for-profit would double your returns. Or it's not valid and the entire structure of OpenAI falls. All right, it's time for community mail time. Remember, share your stories, your photos, your videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. That is when you're not busy grokking. John spotted this Plaid Model S at the Ryder Cup in Rome, Italy. Joseph saw this VinFast leading the parade for the Ironman competition in Hawaii. Jason sent us this picture of the GM EV1 from the Smithsonian's American History Museum in Washington, D.C. Yeah. John spotted this Kia EV6 taxi in Malaga, Spain. Carl saw this Hyundai Ioniq 6 at the Electrify America charging station in White Settlement, Texas. Gary sent us this picture of a Ford Mach-E near Belfast in Northern Ireland. Ed spotted this VW ID5 taxi in Zagreb, Croatia. Ishay saw this green Roadster in Vancouver, British Columbia. And Miranda spotted this original Tesla Roadster in Federal Way, Washington. Sean came across this EV mail delivery vehicle in France. Andrea saw this cruise automation vehicle in Austin, Texas. Job spotted this EV charger while on holiday in Doha, Qatar. Brian saw this Chevy Bolt municipal vehicle in Philadelphia. And Matt sent us this picture of these Teslas at the Milford, Connecticut Service Center. Oh, colorful. All right, it's time for the EV tip of the week. Oh, this one's from you. Yeah, I just wanted to give my own EV tip here now that it's getting colder if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. Remember that supercharging works best when your battery is warm. This means that if you don't tell your car that you're going to be supercharging or if you don't give it enough time to do so, it will not be able to precondition your pack and your charging rate will be slower. So there's a couple ways to get around this. If you can safely, you could try some spirited acceleration and regen braking to warm the battery up quicker. Um, and that way your charging experience will thus be faster. But if you just tell the car you're going to a supercharger, doesn't it precondition it automatically? It does, but it does take some time. So it's great if you're going on a long trip and you're kind of starting out with a cold but fairly full battery and you know, you're going to be going like 50 or 100 miles. That's usually enough time to precondition the battery sufficiently to get full charging rate. Oh, I see. But if like at the last minute you think of it, then it doesn't have time. Or if you wake up in the morning and oh, I had lost power and you know, my car is at 10% state of charge and I need to go to the local supercharger, it's probably not going to uh charge that quickly but don't use not a flamethrower that doesn't work don't yes um but it also helps if you garage your car there's a lot of different ways to kind of get around this but i just wanted a little tip for people it might be their first time with the tesla all right it's time for supercharger reviews let's see what people have found out there in the world hello world this is holger from austria again i'm here in slovenia at tirovnica supercharger brand new v3 with eight stalls plus preparation for four stalls more. It is located next to the Highway A2 and has a very nice view. And the, it's on the aerial of this company called Engine. They seem to install uh, 
power walls and stuff and they have a ton of destination charges too and it is very nice here and this seems to be a mega pack or something like this and in future it will be more convenient after they install the new exit from the highway because now you have to take the next exit Hello Zach and Jesse, this is Ted, page one reporting. A supercharger which has a installed right behind me. So like I'm the only one right now charging on a Tuesday. Uh, and uh location is very uh, favorable. Uh, we are uh, near some uh, amenities, restaurants, and uh, uh, shopping, Wow Wow store nearby. And uh, it's just off of uh, uh, Highway 1 uh, in uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Uh, applied bank when I never knew that we have one over here and uh, Bath and Bed and Bath and Beyond uh, Fresh Market which is grocery store it's available here uh, in uh, Wawa of course there is a uh, nice clean bathrooms and uh, of course lots of other uh, shops around here get drive uh, drop off the ladies for shopping and uh, will be easier to be here to uh, charge your car in a piece. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I give uh, probably nine out of ten for this uh, supercharger stations. And uh, now you know. Thank you very much. We're at the Nepean Ontario Canada Supercharger. It has 12 stalls. It's in a shopping center parking lot. It has access to some food, a grocery store. It's right near the highway. We give this one a seven out of 10. Oh, from charming old Wickenburg, Arizona, way out west between Flagstaff and Phoenix, just north of Phoenix, really. And you know, one of the re ways you can tell if it's uh, one of the earlier superchargers is this lovely uh, stainless steel ring around the NAX connector. And these are 150 kilowatts. There's eight 150 kilowatt superchargers here, way out west, out Wickenburg Way. This eight uh, charger supercharger is at City Hall. That's Wickenburg Town Hall, where you can pay your utility bills. And there's a happy uh, Tesla owner family getting their red model three. And it's also convenient to uh, Abash's uh, grocery store, Ace Hardware, uh, the Rusty Rooster restaurant, there's the rooster, and, and charming downtown Wickenburg, Arizona. Uh, however, the electricity is expensive here. It's 
Um, 47 cents a kilowatt hour, 24 hours a day, never changes. And that's uh, a fee administered by the Wickenburg Satanic Tabernacle right there next to Town Hall. So that's the Tesla supercharger. Because of the pricey electricity, I'd give it a six. Uh, at Wickenburg, Arizona, eight Tesla superchargers. Thank you so much for doing supercharger reviews. We have a map on our website where you can upload your own supercharger reviews and see everybody else's supercharger reviews. It's a really helpful resource when you're planning on going on a trip. Um, so you can see if you want to stop at that supercharger or another supercharger because we're so lucky we get to choose which ones we want to go to. And it's really easy to do. And don't worry if it's already been reviewed. You can add your review to it. The more reviews, the better. All right, what do we got for new superchargers in the world? Because today is a three-page day. Okay, well, we got the six-stall in Wuxi, China. We got the six-stall in Shangsha, China. We got the three-stall in Chongqing, China. We got the three-stall in Shangzhou, China. We got the 12-stall in Jacksonville at Sago Ave West, Florida. We got number 51 in Washington, the eight-stall in Leavenworth, Washington. We have number 95 in Japan is the six-stall at Yutsunomiya, Japan. We have the eight-stall in Spiceland, Indiana. Number 34 in Mexico is the 8-stall at Mexico City, South Mexico. We have number 32 in Minnesota, the 8-stall in Little Falls, Minnesota. The 4-stall in Fukuoka in Japan. We have number 44 in Arizona, the 16-stall in Glendale, Arizona. The 12-stall in Ramat Hashran, Israel. We have the 8-stall in Gavat Shemul, Israel. And number 21 in Israel is the 8-stall in Yavne, Israel. We have the 4-stall 120-kilowatt in Shanghai, China. We have an 8-stall 120-kilowatt in Shanghai, China. We have a six stall in Shanghai at the Sam's Club. A six stall in Shanghai at the Hukou RT Mart in China. We have the three stall in Fuzhou, China. Number 20 in Alabama is the 12 stall in Prattville, Alabama. Number 80 in Sweden is the 20 stall in Henin, Sweden. The six stall in Changsha, China. The three stall in Guiyang, China. Number 65 in North Carolina is the 12 stall at Nags Head. 24 stall in Henderson on Las Vegas Boulevard, South Nevada. The 16 stall in Laguna Hills at Moulton Parkway, California. Number 34 in Wisconsin is the 8th stall in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Number 38 in Indiana is the 12th stall in Mishawaka at Grape Road, Indiana. Number 52 in Maryland is the 8th stall in Aberdeen. The 20th stall in Peden, Germany. Number 39 in Nevada is the 16th stall in Henderson at Paseo Verde Parkway. The 12th stall in Köln at Karlsburg, Germany. Number 182 in Germany is the 8th stall in Munchen Sendling, Germany. Number 401 in California is the 12th stall in Dublin at Amador Valley Boulevard, California. Number 199 in Canada is the 16th stall Coquitlam United Boulevard, British Columbia. Number 11 in Thailand is the 12th stall in Bangkok at the Tesla Center. Three stall in Shanghai, China. The 6th stall in Hangzhou, China. A three stall again in Hangzhou, China. The 6th stall in Jinhao, China. The 3 stall in Nantong, China. The 3 stall in Gangzhou, China. And number 1886 in China, number 5722 in the world is the 3 stall in Foshan, China. Wow. And as Holmar's catalog says, things are changing so fast. And Elon said, that's for sure. Things are changing so fast. I mean, it's hard to keep up. But with your support, we can continue to try and wrap our tiny little brains around what has transpired each week in the world of EVs, solar, wind, batteries, AI, self-driving cars, robots, LLMs, Groks. And bring it all to you. It's not easy, but easy ain't our job. Working hard to keep bringing you independent coverage of this ever-changing world is our job. And to do that, we ask you to consider joining these awesome folks, our Patreon patrons that you see right here. Our patrons make our work possible. It may look like just a couple nitwits at a desk, but it actually takes a team of people from around the world. 
Our team of awesome editors from far and wide, from Mexico, Austria, Italy, Czech Republic, Latvia, Ghana, Canada, Texas, North Carolina, Iowa, Georgia, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Puerto Rico, California, Washington State, and here in Massachusetts, all working together every week to bring this show and our Patreon bonus stories and our Investor Club bonus stories to you each and every week. So thank you so much for joining us on this crazy, wonderful adventure. Um, We'll see you next week. Now you know. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.